Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HB Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me, beautiful boys, Brandon. What's up? And Ben. Hey. You know, guys, it's already feeling a little stuffy in this room tonight. It is hot. It doesn't make any sense because it's not hot outside. This room. What is the temperature? The temperature right now is 47 degrees. I think it's just the man mist. Mm. It was hot when we came in here, but I don't know what Dustin does in here all day. It's a good Good question. Running machines, maybe. You know what's funny? That's true. The computer makes a lot of heat. When I've been... So now that I have the 3080, when I was running call of duty at the max settings i could tell that it was really oh, ramping up <laughs> and i could notice that it was heating up the room oh yeah, shit, oh, yeah. Dude. i kind of like that about it i like it running hot it feels yeah, nice and powerful it feels like you're you know flexing feels like you're pumping blood through its veins mm. when i go into my office sometimes it's like chilly in there because it's not as well ventilated as the rest of the house and i'll go into the office and be kind of chilly i'm like oh, i'm gonna put on a hoodie or you know put on my on my house shoes here my slippers and then like i boot up my computer and i boot up a game and like within 20 minutes i'm like sweating <laughs> yeah i'm like what, ha- what happened dude but that's right dude anytime you're cold just it's like a space heater just overclock it <laughs> and then heat up the whole room sometimes i just let mine run at night in the bedroom what's interesting this room will get cooler in the winter than mm-hmm. other rooms in the house so it's like hotter in the summer right. colder in the winter but Not no matter what when you get some dudes in here mm-hmm. having a good old time that's you know right. what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. it always heats up yep also no you doubt. got that candle burning you know that's putting up oh tons i was of gonna heat. say for god's sake yeah mm-hmm. the candle too that's right the candle is a little bit that's here. all right well no I, I heard a thing is just like if you get stuck in your car and like it's out of gas or something you can light a candle obviously be careful if you're like stuck and that mm-hmm. will help to heat up your car. Mm. That's what I heard. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know how much heat. Someone get Mythbusters on this. <laughs> yeah, Are they still, need- oh, they're done. They're not, they're not doing Formally anything. Formally done, I suppose. Dang. They still exist. They're not dead. Well, Wait, one of them. Oh shit, there unfortunately. is. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, man. R.I.P. Man. Well, anyway, that was- what, a, what a note to start the <laughs> oh, show off on. This is the HB Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We know there's so many podcasts out there that you could listen to. So the fact that you chose ours, at least for today, means a lot. We appreciate it. If you do enjoy it, make sure to subscribe. That way you get the episodes instantly every single week so you can listen to them when they come out. But let's say 
Maybe you want it a little earlier than that. We have an option for you, and that is patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Just at the $1 level, you can get a day early access to this show. So what a value there. Why not? Plus, there's other perks as well. So head on over patreon.com slash handsome phantom where you can support the boys. The boys. And there's others. There's others you support. Others as well. Oh, that's right. It's part of handsome phantom. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. I think that's it All for right. the plugs, basically. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into the show. Not a ton of news, but there are some interesting things. First, let's start off with the PlayStation Five, because we, you know, we haven't really talked about the PlayStation Five very much on this show. <laughs> one yeah. month away. I'm one curious. Month away. You know, are they even making one? I honestly, we know so little still. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta <true>. wonder. <laughs> okay, so one thing we did get this past week was a full teardown video of the PlayStation Five. First of all, did any of you guys? Did you guys watch this yes. at all? No, I didn't. Get you didn't watch it. it. Yeah. First of all, I loved the reaction to when this video came out because it shows this this Japanese man and mm-hmm. he has it sitting vertically on the table, and I was like, is that? Japanese man a small man or is that PS5 giant both the answer answer yes yes (laughs) Yes. (laughs) but uh, everyone was was just laughing at about how like this this thing was as big as this man's entire torso yeah like it is a big it's a chonker yeah so here are the interesting details that I think we could go over real quick I want to tell a fun little story about it sure I Walk downstairs in the morning. When, when, what time did that thing drop? Like early? Yeah, it was early. So I walk downstairs right after I get up, and my wife uh, watches my niece and nephew, and they're like three and one, uh, two days a week. So I walk down, and they're out for a walk. So I plop down. I'm like, all right, I'm going to use the, the living room TV to watch the, the teardown video. I turn it on, and I'm watching it, and they all come inside, and she sets the one-year-old down, and he's usually real chill. Just like, I'll check out, you know, I'll check out the TV, whatever's going on. As soon as that Japanese man started talking, he screamed like I've never heard him oh. scream before. Like he what was terrified. Little uh, xenophobic baby. So I muted it. He was fine. <laughs> oh, he could look at him. Oh, he could look God. at him. It was fine. But I think just he had never heard, you know, a, diff- a different language like that. Right. Yeah. It, it would out. be kind of yeah. scary. I yeah. think it'd be yeah. like someone speaking in tongues or something. It's like he like was that. watching it and interested in watching it, but he definitely did not. Yeah, it so wasn't the, the tongues. It's kind of the exact same thing. Yeah. You don't think it was the towering console? Oh, that, that's true. He got quieter as he tore it, tore it apart. So, well, okay, sorry. <laughs> so here are the main details that uh, I found interesting. So the panels easily removable and not even you don't have to void the warranty. Yeah. If you remove these panels, which is exciting because, you know, people are going to be painting these instantly mm-hmm. and so we're going to be seeing awesome custom ps5 i'm gonna get my wood burner out oh <laughs> <laughs> oh your wood burner out jesus what are you heating your home with that no no, no. you know like the little pen thing that it's like a wood burner you can make art oh, with. oh okay. yeah for yes singeing the wood yeah i was wondering though i'm betting that as that. soon as these come out that people will get like 3d printed mm-hmm. oh dude you can get the like laser engraved too oh. i've seen people do that on like phones I was thinking some like tribal designs yeah. <laughs> on on some the PS5. Some like early '90s tattoos. Yeah. Maybe mean? some barbed wire. 
That oh, could be pretty nice. Shit, dude. <laughs> well, and just like I mean, just like they'll make people will make different panels for them that are decorated differently. Yeah. I guarantee people make things that attach the same way but are different shapes. So like, you know, you have a big V instead of the the, the close panels. Like people are gonna make crazy stuff that attach the same way as the panels do, I'm sure. Yeah. Well eventually you'll see it. Will it be made into an airplane? Oh yeah. Oh definitely. All right, we're getting way off topic. Mark, mark my <laughs> okay. words here though. On launch day, I I'm willing to bet money there will be a viral tweet that somebody, as soon as they rip this thing open, they're able to do some kind of professional looking painting and make a black one, and it will get, and people will be like, "This is what and, it should look yeah, like." It's yeah. gonna be a really shitty tweet, like "fixed it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's gonna get like a billion. It's gonna be. Yeah. They went to Home Depot and bought a matte black spray paint, and that's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, I have a hard time with some of those custom ones sometimes mm-hmm. because I wouldn't want. The feel of it to feel like shitty spray paint right right you know what i mean i feel like the only way i'd be okay with that is if you got like a nice clear coat or something mm-hmm. you have to imagine that someone that has access to like professional car painting tools or something right. to do like a nice finish well, it's, yeah it's also plastic too plastics seems to be it's plastic right the i mean size it's a, plastic. It's a, it looks yeah. like a high quality plastic yeah. but yeah to so, be determined i guess one of the other big things that they showed off is that without, again, voiding the warranty, there is the NVMe slot where you can expand the storage. And as we know from Mark Cerny's special presentation, you got to be careful, though, because not all SSDs will work. In fact, Sony has not confirmed which SSDs will be certified to work with PlayStation 5 because there is a special speed requirement. Now... I did see some articles pop up saying, hey, this could be the first or one of the first few SSDs or NVMEs that would work with PlayStation 5. Price around $220 for a terabyte. Yeah. So that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, it's literally the like cutting edge fastest NVMe drive available. Honestly, I'm okay with it because I would rather have a standard that's high there. Right. Oh, um, yeah. You know, maybe some people might buy the wrong one and be upset, but in, at the end of the day, they'll end up returning it and getting the better one anyway. Here's the thing. I've seen a lot of concern about the size of the internal storage and people are like, wow, you're going to fill this up and super quick. And I think that probably is true. But to me, it just doesn't at launch. It doesn't really bother me. Like, I'm OK with deleting some games as i finish them i don't need to have my whole library right available right but eventually these drives will be a lot cheaper yeah i think it just well, depends on what kind of a gamer you are right like if you're somebody who's playing six or eight games all the time like going back and forth between you know call of duty and uh and uh story driven and an arcade game and whatever like okay then maybe you're gonna have a little bit more of an issue but like I might have two or three games on my hard drive installed now and it's bigger. I have a terabyte already and you know, the games aren't exactly massive. Yeah. Right. So I don't know for me, it's not going to be that big of an issue. I don't think I'd say for me, it it's concerning, but not really. Here's the reason I think is because even though there might not be a huge beginning, you know, it, it's the beginning of the generation, right? But with the backwards compatibility, you have to assume there's going to have to be some sort of something installed on that. And with the amount of crossover, what concerns me is how many games I will want to play that have recently come out and right. don't have a PS5. I don't know. 
to be determined, I guess, because it can be situational as to what I have already bought on PS5 and on PS4. But just specifically speaking, PS5 wise, I don't think it's going to be an issue. But maybe if you installed a lot of old stuff, you know. One thing that I am hopeful of that I don't know if has been really confirmed, but there's a really good video on Digital Foundry about hooking up external SSDs to the Xbox Series X that basically if you want the super fast. Well, no, let me restart the internal SSD on the Series X and the special chip, the you know, their proprietary NVMe, those are required for xbox series x games to get that ultra high speed but if you want to get a cheaper ssd that's usb those will make your backwards compatibility games way faster Hmm. and basically there's no difference between an external ssd and using the internal ssd specifically with backwards compatibility games Mm -hmm. so you could buy a pretty cheap two terabyte ssd usb usb and use that for all your older games well right okay yeah i mean in that case then especially at the beginning yeah you would think that it wouldn't be as much of an issue and even if you did like dustin says we don't know if that's the case yet with ps5 but hopefully i've heard people speculate that too you would assume obviously it's just speculation yeah hard to say at this point but the thing i'm curious about is could i store on an hdd and then transfer to the ps5 to install on the nzme or is the way it installs going to be different than the way it's stored on the hdd because hdds are like like play money at this point oh well yeah the i don't know yeah because there was some stuff about the like taking stuff on and off and how fast it was using an old hard you know an actual hard drive right and they did show that you on a Series X, you could boot up backwards compatible games off of a old hard drive. Mm-hmm. It's just slow as shit. Sure. So. Yeah. So the other two things that I think are worth talking about is the big heat sink. This thing has a giant heat sink on the inside, which is good. Yeah. Because what's interesting, and we, I believe we talked about it on this show A few months ago, when they were talking about the production cost of PS5, they said it was an article in Bloomberg where they were saying, hey, uh, Sony is has a more bespoke cooling system that is going to cost like fifteen dollars per unit, as opposed to before their heat sinks would cost like two dollars to, you know, just a few dollars. Thirty cents. It's more of a priority. Right. So now we've seen it in this video and it's like the whole top third of the console yeah and And if you ask me i mean how many of us probably literally everyone who has played a a game in 2020 on their ps4 has said my my playstation sounds like a jet engine me included so that's one of the things they had to have heard and seen over and over and over and with this it's like hey here you go right not only that, but they probably have to do that because otherwise the machine would melt down. Well, yeah, I was going to say that was a huge complaint from a lot of people um, that I heard and saw online was the the loudness of the fans yeah. and how it can get hot at times. Um, so 
Now, weren't we even speculating that's part of the reason of the size and the shape? Mm -hmm. Yes. And now that's kind of more confirmed. You know, yes. if it's at the top like that, it makes sense. Um, oh, yeah, you didn't see it, right? I didn't see the teardown video. Yeah, you have to check it out after. Yeah, I'll check it out after for sure. But yeah, I, I somehow missed that. The other thing about the cooling system is... So we were talking about the, the loud PS4s. Mm -hmm. One solution to that that I see re see all the time online is people saying, earplugs. hey, yes, earplugs, <laughs> headphones. Yeah. No, is to go in and replace the thermal paste oh, yeah. on the console, which if you don't know what thermal paste is, basically it's like this paste stuff that goes between the actual chip itself and the cool whatever you're using to cool it. And so apparently the product during the production line, the way the thermal place paste is applied is real shitty. And that's part of the reason why it's so loud on the PlayStation five. They're not using thermal paste. They're using liquid metal. Yeah. I don't know a lot about liquid metal because I, but I've seen some YouTube videos. Yep. It's supposed to be very good. Yep. Well, is that like, um, and very expensive, very expensive. Is that like some Robocop shit? Yes, exactly. It's like that guy in Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when yeah. It, yeah, yeah, Terminator, whenever he melts through the bars. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, it's expensive. It's hard to apply. And suppose, I mean, it looks like they've hopefully figured it out and that's going to be a huge benefit to the cooling system. Yeah. I mean, you would think it would be more sturdy as well. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully like consistent. I mean, metal heats and consult and cools down pretty consistently. So it sounds like a needed upgrade. The one last thing I want to mention, we already knew about this, but I was, I was thinking about it on the front of the PlayStation five. There is a standard USB 3.1 port. Mm -hmm. There's also a USB C port. Mm -hmm. Ooh, now, if anyone who owns a switch knows, or hopefully, you know, the USB C can, uh, transfer video, you know, data, whatever. That's like a display. It's like practically like a display port on a Mac MacBook now at this point as well. Right. right. So my hypothesis is when the next version of PlayStation VR comes out, it's just going to be one cable that goes right into the front into that USB-C port. Man, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. I think it's probably that. And I mean, is, there's some there's some transfer advantages there too right like it's better than two point usb 2.0 for sure it is to my understanding the so the standard looking usb port on the front is technically just as fast because it's usb high speed three point whatever oh, okay. yeah it's just a different more you like format. the universal format yeah, yeah with usb c it can be either way so it makes it a little easier to well, you can uh so like you could you could plug your controller in through the front easily yeah. with that second USB. Right. Yeah. Hear me out. Could I get a double sided USB C and run my switch off my PlayStation Five? <laughs> Whoa! It I probably you can. can. I have one. I know. I was gonna say. USB I wonder because it, it needs that like higher voltage yeah. though. So I wonder if it wouldn't be high enough to keep a charge. Mm. Potentially. Who knows? It depends know. on what they want to do with it. I was just thinking about like space management. Mm-hmm. You know, if you connect your switch to the PS5, they will add uh, Nathan worry. Drake to Smash <laughs> Brothers. It's a special code. Dude, he's going to plug it in. And you have to start paying for Nintendo online on PS5. <laughs> I have more PS5 stuff. Let, let's keep to it talk rolling, about. buddy. So we got more info on the PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility features. And we were worried for a long time because they said we are trying to achieve full compatibility. There's a little bit of haziness. 
But now we know that nearly every game will work. I believe the total of games that don't work is nine. Yeah. And the most notable exceptions. So games <laughs> that do not work that I could tell from these are Shadow Complex Remastered, uh-huh. Hitman Go and Robinson the Journey, which all three of those games, while I'm sure most people have heard of them, they're not like. They're not bangers. Heavy hitters. In demand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hitman Go, you can play on your phone for 99 cents, I think. So Yeah, I was going to say, I, that's why I bought it. Yeah. I was like, pay for, I think it's not that, it's maybe like 10 bucks or something on PS5, but still. Yeah. Right. So they basically were like, this, you know, there may be issues because we obviously can't, they can't fully test all the thousand, however many thousand games, thousands of games are on PS4, but. They could. They could. I'm sure they've tested many of them especially like the top two to three hundred games so uh in addition they talked about the new boost mode only it's now called game game boost specifically not just say i was asking about this last week i wondered if they were going to have something like this yeah so just like ps4 pro there's a mode called game boost that can boost frame rates in games that have unlocked frame rates so it's not like if a game is locked at 30, it's per not going right, to yeah, yeah. magically go in. But yeah. I'm trying to think of what would work as far as an unlocked like uh, Sekiro or mm-hmm. Dark Souls 3. Both games that I'm will boost to a much higher frame yeah. rate, most likely. Yeah. So uh, there was one kind of weird quirk that they detailed in this page, and that was they were saying PS5 PSVR will work on PS5. The PS5 HD camera yeah. that you can purchase will not work with PSVR. Do you remember when I called that months and months ago? No. So what's but I believe point? you. What's yeah. the point? Streaming. Yeah. The new camera, I said, I didn't specifically say it won't be used for the new PSVR because it may be. But what I said was they are turning this into a streaming machine. They want people, they, they see the market out there. They see the difficulty people have have with getting their PS4 to stream through Streamlabs or whatever else, they're going to turn this into a machine that you can stream from, and it looks, maybe not at launch, but it's going to look on the the viewer side like you're streaming from a PC. Yeah, higher and a, quality. a good camera, yeah. not the really terrible UI they have now with streaming yeah. directly from your PS4. Honestly. Those cameras I mean, are not made for VR. Those cameras are made for watching you. Yeah. 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 That's honestly really interesting. At first, I was kind of taken back by it because I only viewed it from the PSVR standpoint. But as someone who has attempted to stream from their PS4 before, it's dumb. It's terrible. It's dumb. So, I mean, if this mixed with they can manage to somehow import a a way to make you like if they could figure out graphics because they already have like pseudo things for that Mm -hmm. to like give you a faux green screen or to like, you know give you some options if they lean into that then no that that camera the the camera the ps5 camera is a a good camera it looks like i mean obviously i haven't used it but damn it looks like it's a decent decent quality camera and i mean if it's usb theoretically i mean i guess you could use it for more than that yeah potentially maybe is it usb for sure there's only usb ports on the back okay which yeah. it doesn't have the proprietary proprietary camera. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah, and I think we mentioned this on this show. Sony has confirmed that they will be offering free adapters right. for your old camera since you're going to need it to play PSVR on the PS5. Which I'm like, okay, are you going to send those out or 
let people get those before PS5 comes out? Because if so, no one's going to be able to play PSVR. Bro, what if the adapter hooks directly to your headset and then goes into the USB-C? Mm. Like you don't need the, the pass-through box. That would be really interesting. Yeah, well, you would, well, the adapter... The adapter would be for the camera, for the proprietary camera port. Yeah. So the, as far as it bypassing the pass-through box, though... I don't know. But, I mean, it, it's possible. It could be. Because I don't that know. Pass through box just synthesizes the signal, so it, they could do the same thing. Doesn't it also process like 3D audio, which PlayStation Five has special 3D audio mm-hmm. hardware, which so, could be transferred through USB C. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I don't know if you can get rid of that box. That would make. I would play it more often. Even even if it's not the ideal one wire scenario like Dustin's talking about, getting right. rid of that box would be helpful as someone who hasn't even played it that much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely interesting. I mean, I guess we'll find out more. Maybe I don't think we're getting inside out. Maybe with after VR launch. Too, so. Maybe after launch, we'll know more about. It. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're not ready to <laughs> announce the VR stuff yet. So yeah, yeah. no, I'm just. Yeah. So the one other detail with this, just because I thought this was cool. Wait. There's no reason that you won't be able to use an external mic with all those USB ports either. Another advantage to streaming. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have that now, but I don't know if it supports very well. Yeah. So, okay, go ahead. The other interesting and cool thing was uh, Sucker Punch has confirmed that Ghost of Tsushima will be getting a patch that will unlock the frame rate on the when you play it on PS5. Mm-hmm. So they said they you'll be able to play Ghost of Tsushima at up to 60 frames per second on PS5. So that gives me hope in the fact that developers can go back to their old games and if as long as animations aren't tied to the frame rate, then they could unlock them, set them to 60 instead and hopefully easily take advantage of some of that PS5 power. Yeah. Specifically, Bloodborne, I think, would be a... <sighs> I don't know about Bloodborne, dude. I think they're probably going to try to milk some money out of people by doing yeah. a full Bloodborne remastered. Because yeah. they're already shamelessly doing it with Spider-Man, so why wouldn't right. they with Bloodborne? Yeah. I'd be into it. I'd pay for it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I started playing Bloodborne the other night, and I was like, I understand this game. I've watched this game be played many times, but actually playing it, I'd never played it before, just for the audience. Right, yeah. Actually playing it, I'm like, this feels 100 years old. Wow. Because it's so janky and slow. Hmm. Yeah, it's just... It's, I'm trying to think if I It's actually... That. What's really funny is that it's fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying, trying like, to play a Dark Souls yeah. remaster. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. the, the loading screens yeah. and stuff oh, like wow. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I got some bad news, guys. Oh, no. Level five, the creators of Nino Kuni, Yokai Watch, Professor Layton, and many other fantastic Japanese games have completely shuttered their North American operations. And this was from an article from Rebecca Valentine over at GamesIndustry.biz. When was this? Just recently. Like when I didn't even see the news anywhere. 
Uh, I don't know. It was within the last week that this info started coming out. So in the article, uh, Rebecca says sources say there's no clear reason for the layoffs was given, though those connected to Abby. uh, This is from the middle of the article says that employees were, quote, given every indication that the studio would be closing down with one or two employees remaining for a few more months to carry out essential functions throughout the process while the company consolidates its businesses between the Japan office and internal advertising and branding company Dentsu. And then a little later on, it's, she said, quote, It is unclear what the future of Level 5 releases in North America will be. One source suggested that there were currently no concrete plans for any more Level 5 games to be released outside of Japan. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's a damn shame, Dustin. I mean, with uh, Nino Kuni. Wow. Nino Kuni. So specifically, here's the hope, because I saw some people very concerned about this. To my understanding, Level 5 is kind of a hybrid publisher slash developer. Yeah. In that, maybe not a publisher, but they do publish some of their own games. Right. My thought is they are getting out of the publishing their own shit in, in North America completely. And so from here on out, they will only be working with bigger publishers to release their games in the United States. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Nino Kuni. I want to say that Bandai Namco owns that franchise. They either own it or they publish it. The deal is with them, though. Didn't they publish Nino Kuni too? Bandai Namco? Yeah. Yeah. So some people were concerned about the fate of Nino Kuni, but I feel like that's not even level five, maybe the developer, but they're, I don't think they own the IP. It just may make localization more difficult. I'm wondering if even they were doing it though. I'm guessing Bandai Namco was localizing it. You're probably right. So, yeah. And I think I'm trying to remember if Yokai Watch, if Nintendo is involved with the publishing of that game, because I know that Nintendo was involved with publishing Professor Layton, I believe. Yes. So that sounds right. It's one of those things where it sucks that people in the U.S. are losing their job here at the uh, level five office. Right. But the fate of their games in the U.S., I wouldn't say. They themselves may not be publishing, but that doesn't mean their games aren't going to come to right. the U.S. Right. Honestly, I'm surprised we haven't heard more of this this year. Of people shutting down. Yeah. In the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Bigger bigger studios maybe downsizing drastically. And I mean, there has been, obviously. Right. But to completely close off the North American section, you know. Though, I feel like that makes sense in one sense but the other half is that the games industry is doing really well this year true though i'm wondering if the big games are doing better and the smaller games aren't necessarily getting a bump from people being at home well okay this is purely anecdotal but from things i've seen on twitter smaller games are are doing better in fiscal year 2020 uh than they were previous interesting yeah now by smaller games i don't mean like Hey, we wrote this game in six weeks and we released it on itch. That kind of thing. Those probably aren't doing as well. Because not people, Goblin Slayer. Not Goblin Slayer. <laughs> but um, like, you know, indie to single A type games are doing well because people have more time to play. So they're busting through these big games and then they need something else to to go on. So it's funny because I keep seeing people say like, oh, yeah. 
Sony and Microsoft can have a hard time this year people with people. Are they going to be willing to spend money on consoles when the economy is bad and people are out of jobs? And I'm like, they're sold out. They can't keep, they can't stock them enough. Yeah. So clearly I understand that rationale, but I don't know anyone. Everyone I know who's not getting a console at launch isn't getting one because I shouldn't say that. All the stories I know of who's, of people who aren't getting a console at launch are because they couldn't pre-order one because they were sold out, not because they couldn't pay for one. And I'm sure there are people out there who can't pay for one or don't want to pay for one or whatever the case is. But the majority of people I know are like, I tried, I tried, I tried, I'm still trying and I can't get one. So like, I, I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of people that just don't want one, actually, because yeah. they're like, I don't have any reason to get right, one. Right. So and I get that. But also, I'm the guy who's like, hmm, PS Plus collection. I'm going to play <laughs> Days Gone finally. You know? Right, like, yeah. You know, I, was just, I was just thinking about that game the other day. Yeah. So strange. It's on uh, PS Now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So, yeah. But then yeah. I would have to play it on PS Now. You could download I it. Could, yeah. Yeah. But then there's I, have a, to, I have to pay extra. There's a decent variety of games you could download there if you don't have anything to play. Yeah, I was going to say, I was actually, for the first time, browsing that. Kevin has it. Um, our friend Kevin, I visited him uh, last weekend. So, I have too much I could play. Yeah. Oh, me that's too. That's my problem right now. Yeah, I have enough aside from an entire library that's not mine. Right. Yeah. I have one more story for you guys. Okay. Rockstar has purchased the developer of Crackdown 2, Ruffian Games. So, Ruffian Games. Primarily, they developed Crackdown 2, as I just mentioned, but since then, they've been more of a support studio. Specifically, most recently, they helped port Halo Reach to the Master Chief Collection. They've also worked on a few other projects just as an assistance. I believe they also worked on Crackdown 3, but not as the lead developer or anything like that. But I just thought this was interesting to see Rockstar buy a studio assumingly that they're going to be in a support position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you see that Crackdown 3, sorry to get off topic a little bit, They somebody was running Crackdown 3 on the Series X, and it was like 60-plus frames. Oh, yeah? Performing incredible. Interesting. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, dude, the stuff that I've been seeing on the backwards compatibility is yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to Ruffian. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the question I wanted to ask you guys, since... We when they did the big PS5 reveal, we all joked about PS5 or GTA 5 mm -hmm. coming to PS5. What do you think is on the horizon right now for Rockstar? I mean, obviously, it's probably going to be far off since we're still within a few years of Red Dead. But what are they well, doing? I don't know what they're doing, but I do know that Crackdown 2, I mean, Crackdown 1 had a lot of mobility, but Crackdown 2 really brought the mobility and destructibility at play. And it would not surprise me at all if they were bringing them in as like a big support for either GTA 5 Online or to start developing another game in that same realm. Yeah. Um, because like if they did Crackdown 2 that and then they've they've done other stuff, obviously, but if they made Crackdown 2, like they have a specialty for sure in that type of environmental Right. Stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so I don't, I've been wondering that though. What's Rockstar going to do next? I, I would doubt they're yet working on uh, another Red Dead. If they're working on a GTA, I'd be surprised. But if they, but if they are, it's definitely a while away. 
And it's not going to be the same thing we know of as GTA. Yeah. My... Sorry, Brandon. I should have... I asked no, you guys a question then I started... No, yeah. I, I'm imagining, like, you know, Rockstar is so good at having these large open worlds that are big. If you can even add a studio to add, like, the next level for me would be that same beautiful structures and open world, but with more destruction. And that's a very simple way to look at it from this acquisition. But I'm thinking of what Ben was saying, because I remember playing Crackdown too. And if you had that little bit more of a destruction element to it, I feel like that might take things to the next level as far as, you know, immerse immersiveness in this big, lively rock star world. What'd they pay for these guys? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it was publicly known. It'll be in the financials at the quarterly. Right. Whatever. But yeah. My hope for Rockstar, especially since it seems like they're doing a pretty extensive port of GTA 5 to PS5, being that it's going to not come out till next year. Right. So that tells me that they are not working necessarily on GTA 6. Right. Which, to me, good news. I want to see Rockstar do something new. Yeah. I want a new thing. I either want to see them do something new or something really old. Like uh, Bully? Yeah, bring something. Or, no, oh, I mean, yeah. just like bring something back that isn't compatible anymore. Did they do Manhunt? Oh, dude, yeah. dude I would love to see a new Manhunt, e- even if it's not anywhere close to being what it was. I want Manhunt in VR. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> just wait for him, man. If maybe this oh. purchase, <laughs> hey, man, VR. could this purchase be? They're like, okay, we have tied up so much of our main development into GTA Online, and it's made it made it so we only released one game last yeah. generation. If we buy another studio that we can start to remanage who's working on GTA 5 online, then maybe this generation we can get two games out yeah. right. instead of one. Yeah. So maybe GTA 6 could be the tail end of PS5. Right. No, I could definitely see that. And Ben even touched on it with like the open world type of game. You know, not that Crackdown 2 is anywhere close to being what GTA 5 is, but right. um, it's also 10 years prior. Well, or or even Crackdown three, if right. they if they had their hands on that at all, that was a mess. Um, yeah, it was, but <laughs> still fun. But at mess. least at least they're in the ballpark, mm-hmm. you know. So it might have been a a good decision that way. I definitely see it that way, to yeah. Justin for sure. That's all I've got for the news. Okay, but I have some quickies. Cool. Let's get it. This one's for you guys. Since we were talking about this last week, a tweet has confirmed Modern Warfare will now allow PC players to delete parts of the game Ayo. that they're not using. I didn't know that. I believe the tweet said was from yesterday, and it said that the update... Is there an update coming like today or tomorrow? There's an update every day. Yeah, there's an update like every Tuesday, I think. So it may be available right now. Oh, that'd be amazing. That you can do that. Okay. So nice. Goodbye campaign. Good news. Goodbye spec ops. Good news. It's so weird. I was thinking about that spec ops mode. Yeah. And how no one cared. Yeah, no one does. No one does. It's like... You think that there just should be like, fuck it. We're just going to do zombies. Yeah. So then people will care. Yeah. Well, they are doing zombies in Cold War. So. I don't know. Right. Yeah. They probably have some sort of agreement worked out with that. <laughs> um, just because it's so popular. You yeah. Would think. I think that's Treyarch's thing. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Dude, I watched that zombies trailer for Cold War. It's pretty cool. Looked yeah. pretty neat. I will say all of the promotional stuff for Cold War has been exceptional. As um, you know, it's not been exceptional. The, yeah, I was gonna say Cold War. The actual me playing it has not followed through at all. Yeah, but 
the stuff has got me excited, so they're doing something. Right. I don't know if it's the right stuff, and I want to, you know, want to continue to follow it as this beta comes out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Cold War, perfect segue. Call of Duty Cold War or Black Ops Cold War will have an FOV slider on all platforms. Ooh. Confirmed on Twitter via, Yo. I believe, Infinity Ward. I'm just kidding. This Not is Infinity be- Ward, Treyarch. I'm just kidding. Yeah. This is the best game ever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, literally I was just bitching about this yeah. to you guys. I don't even think I was on the pod, um, but I was complaining about this and how much of a, a disappointment it is that I can't do that right. on the current Call of Duty that I play. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's huge. I wonder what that has to do for performance. I guess it won't be as much of an issue on next gen, but it will but, still be on this gen. So, yeah. So. But you would assume that more stuff being rendered could drastically, depending on how much field of view you can get, right. would, you know, would affect something. Right. So I wonder what kind of challenges they had to, I don't know, but I have a feeling the the reason they didn't do obviously there's the you know the frames and running it, but I have a feeling the reason that didn't happen for for Modern Warfare is they just didn't program it initially, and to go back and do it later would have been too much. And there's the other thing that like on your PS4 you boot up Modern Warfare, you've only got a very few select options that you can go through. On PC you got a billion, so it's easy to build an FOV slider. No problem. But right. on PS4, you don't. You have to build essentially a different. I, I'm not a game developer. I don't know how this works, but I feel like you would have to build a different, almost a different build for every possible FOV setting. Yeah. So it may have just been too complicated. Whereas, it was easier to do with the adjustable stuff. The way PC, every PC is different. Yeah. That's huge, actually. It's legitimately. I, I think I told you this before, but I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I played Modern Warfare on my PS4 for the longest time. Then I finally started playing on the PC. And the difference was night and day with that FOV slider. Well, and then my, my motherboard went down for a week, and I tried to go on and play on PS4 again. And I was like, I can't do it. It feels yeah. too slow. Yeah, it's. I would encourage anyone who's actually interested to look at the difference. Or if you're playing on PS4, don't look because you'll be well, disappointed. yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's crazy, you know, even for like a quick uh, a quick idea here, shipment, which a lot of people know, mm-hmm. you can be standing at the back and most of your vision on the normal PS4 would be cut off if you were looking down the, the main middle of the map. Mm-hmm. And with the field of view the whole way up, you can almost peek two of those corners yeah. in the same location. Right. In the corners of your screen and see the middle. It's, right. it's honestly night and day. Um, and I... I had heard people talking about it and, you know, until you see it, it kind of just, <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right, Ben. Maybe don't look at it. Don't look at it. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. If, if in fact you are playing on console. I have one last quickie hot off the press. We saw that teaser about some kind of Burger King related mm-hmm. PS5 business. We know what's going on right now. This is from Wario 64 that I'm reading this from, but it's a article in Newsweek. Basically, there's a promotion that you have a chance to win a PlayStation 5. All you got to do is purchase a two for five dollar meal between October 15th and November 22nd for a chance to win a PS5 game codes or coupons. So they're giving away a thousand PS5s, 2000 Sackboy codes, 2000 Demon Souls codes and 1000 PS Now codes. Man, that would fucking suck to win the PS Now code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really, were like, I was um, lucky enough yeah. to win, but it's this. I yeah. won one of 1000 yeah. things in the entire country. 
Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. I know, I've never won from something like this. Yeah. But when it comes up, like whenever the Xbox One X mm-hmm. Series X came out, yeah. uh, I think Taco Bell might even still be running it. Yeah. I'm always just like, yeah, I got to get a large drink. There's no option. I, I think I, I just got to try. I just got to try. I won a 30 day Game Pass thing off one of those. And then I tried to redeem it. It said, you've already had a free 30 days of Game Pass. You can't get it. I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. What? Like, I won. This is a, this is a code. It's not yeah. like a free trial. Yeah. Know? Damn. Whatever. Yeah. So interesting. Eating some, uh, going to go have to eat some Burger King, which yeah. our local Burger King, very hit and miss, we in my opinion. We do have two. That's right. One of them's very new. Yeah. And I, also infamous. I'd probably go to infamous. the new one. Yes. It's the what? location of the Burger King slap. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Really? yeah. I thought it was at the other one. No. No. Oh, my. Our new Burger King, for anyone listening, and you saw the video of, on Twitter of the man slapping the guy behind the counter at Burger <laughs> oh King God, a, a few weeks ago. It's so awful, but yeah. That was our Burger King. That was like ago. a mile yeah. from right where we're sitting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was the new one. I, I had thought, just assumed it was the old one. So if you go into our Burger King, you slap the guy, you get two codes. Yeah, so and you heard that here you first. Get, you, you get walked out in cuffs and on the front page of Reddit. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it man. is funny because our hometown has been on the front page of Reddit numerous times this past year. And actually, there's been a couple other things that I, I'll tell you about after the show that it's been on for, but weren't specific to here. Like, Interesting. Hey, I'll tell you one of them. Um, okay. Well, it's not it's not that big of a deal. There was somebody who got on the front page of Reddit, not just of the the category for dressing up a certain halloween outfit they did and they oh. made it to the front page oh um and they were from here but there was nothing in the article re- or in the thing related to about them this town oh. so okay yeah. Yeah. famous burger yeah. king right have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals no well now you have I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. That's all the quickies I have. Wow, we are real short. So let's, we can... BS for a little bit or we can cut it short. I did want to tell you guys about a game I've been playing. Do it. Let's do it. So it is an older game, but I was thinking now might be a good time. And I want to I just feel like playing this game right now. So I've been checking out Prey from Arcane. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like it. I didn't think you were going to. What don't you like about it? So I I want not that I want to like this game. I really thought I would like it because last time I checked it out was on PlayStation 4, which Uh, you know, it wasn't running super hot at, you know, it was at 30 FPS and it felt kind of jank. Did you rent it on PS4 or something? I think there was a demo a while back on PS4. So I got it on PC for real cheap and I've really tried to stick it through the beginning because I was hoping it would ramp up. 
I'm I love Arcane. Like mm-hmm. Dishonored, Dishonored Two, and Death of the Outsider. I fucking love those games. So I'm like, surely I will love Prey. The thing about this game is that you have so little resources and you are constantly uh, trying to run from things that will very easily kill you. And I don't know if I just haven't quite gotten there yet, but there's not like a lot of so far right now, right out at the beginning. There's not a lot of interesting ways to do things in the game, which I know that there is because Ben, when we saw that demo Mm -hmm. at PAX, there's crazy shit where you can like turn into inanimate objects and do Mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff. And just today when I was playing a little bit, I unlocked the ability to like transform into stuff. Yeah. But I don't even really know how to use it properly. Right. I've probably played this game for just under four hours, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just not feeling it. It's not catching. But here's, I have this dilemma where so many people are like, yeah, it's a slow start. Stick through it. Mm Mm-hmm. What point do I realize I just don't like this game? Right. And just stop. Yeah. I I can think of very few games I've ever played where if the first two hours didn't catch me, I I liked it by the end. And and I usually play games, I wouldn't say to completion, but but significant amount of them. Uh, And there are very few games that if they didn't catch me pretty quickly that I, I ended up liking. Something that Maddie and Carrick were saying is that the DLC, the Moon Crash DLC, is supposed to be really good. It's like more of a roguelike, mm-hmm. which I we've talked about me not liking and many of us not liking roguelikes very much. But I'm wondering if it would be a more creative experience right mm-hmm. off the bat and that I may have you may have more powers right off the bat. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious about checking that out. Right. So that's Prey. Yeah. But other than that, I'm still playing Hades. And Ben, Dude, you're playing a lot we, of Hades. Uh, I haven't played much Hades in the last week simply because I've been really busy with a couple other things. Um, not game related, but related to stuff you and I have been doing, Dustin. But um, I played a little bit last night right before I went to bed. And Hades is just like probably my favorite experience of the year standalone experience like yeah i really like playing call of duty but it's because i like playing with brandon and other friends i really like playing uh the last of us but that's because it had this insane story that you know i've been anticipating for years hades i love playing because of hades it is an excellent game an amazing narrative uh and the gameplay is just it beats any it, it beat my expectations or previous notions of what that type of, of what a roguelike is like and I just, I can't sing its praises enough. Brandon, you said you were thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't um, pulled the trigger on that one. Yeah. But I'm definitely interested. That's but, fair. Um, Answer me this. Why haven't you pulled the trigger, Brandon? I'm unemployed. <laughs> no, <laughs> I reached for my wallet. I'm about to no, throw no. $20 yeah. in his face. No, no, no. And I mean, of course, like, I can, I have the $20 to get it. But I also... I've been playing something else. We could talk about that in a minute, potentially. But sure. Um, yeah, I am really interested in it, though. It seems right up my alley, and I love the visuals. So the thing, the only com- this is such a weird complaint that I have about Hades mm-hmm. is I've started. I'm getting closer to the end of it because I'm getting pretty far in my runs. But I honestly don't know 
what happens. I know there's like a lot more stuff after you technically beat the game. I thought you cleared it before. No, I got to what oh, I okay. think is the final boss. Gotcha. But I did not kill him. Gotcha. When I was playing last time, I was like rapidly mat. I wasn't mashing buttons, but I was like clicking the same buttons over and over. By the end, I'm like, my thumb fucking hurts. Yeah. Oh, like dude. I'm in pain. Yeah, I have to dude. stop playing because it just hurts. Yeah. Mortal Kombat did that to me many times. Okay. Yeah. So you know the feel. Yeah. I, I almost got like, like a bubble on my thumb a couple times from rapid button press. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say this too. The game looks very simple. Like it shouldn't be hard to run. Even on PC where it looks amazing. It looks very like it'd be a very simple game. The, the Switch port is phenomenal. There's only a handful of times I've seen it like catch up like a glitch up, you know, skip a couple frames or something. And it's like in the most intense fight sequences when I kite 45 enemies and I'm I'm dashing around like crazy. Other than that, it's like a really good switch port, I feel like. Um, so I, and it's, you know, it was brand new the day I first started playing it and was having some of those issues. So right. I've been impressed with that uh, as well. And then the music and the voice acting, like, I mean, anything Supergiant does is just going to be quality. And this feels like their best game ever to me. I'm waiting. I know that they were, were they doing cross save or just that you could migrate your save from PC to switch? They're working on cross save. I think it actually says cross save in the menu. Yeah. yeah. Cross save works from PC to PC. Right. Dude, if I'm if that cross save patch were to come out yeah. within the next week or two, I'd probably buy it again on yeah. Switch so I could play <laughs> nice. it yeah. like when I'm just derping around right. for a little bit yeah. or if I'm watching TV on or, my PC. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, Brandon, you, you said you were. Yeah. Weirdly enough, different? I was I was checking out um, uh, PlayStation Plus game Need for Speed Payback. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been seeing you um, play a lot of that. Yeah, I have been playing a lot of it. Um, It's not great. That's what I've heard. <laughs> but I will say for the price tag of free, if you do, well, if you have PlayStation Plus right. um, and you're interested even a little bit or you have an itch for a racing game, it scratches that. Yeah. Um, the writing's bad. They tried to make it into like a Fast and Furious, the game, essentially, right. at points. And it's supposed to be cinematic and cool. It falls flat mostly um the lines are cheesy but why i play those games is not for any of those things right i don't play my racing games for those reasons so you know the story is a little bit cheesy and the action sequences are kind of annoying at points but at the end of the day i'm hopping around to races i'm customizing cars and i'm having a hell of a lot of fun with it to be honest nice nice um so and i think i'm not 100 percent positive and i haven't looked it up yet I played it initially when it came out, and I remember there being a heavy weight towards microtransactions, and there still is that in the game. But I think they made it more rewarding, even if you don't pay. Mm, okay. Because I remember being very turned off by it initially. Mm-hmm. And after two years of it being out in a second playthrough, it hasn't bothered me as much. So I really want to look and see if that's just me. Wait, so you already owned it before? My dad owned it. Oh, okay. So I, I tried it out yeah. for a while, and then I was like, yeah, it's a, the, no good. Yeah. Um, but second playthrough, man, I yeah, I don't understand the choices they made in this game, and they need to do better, but 
it is free and it still is a need for speed game. Yeah. So like at the end of the day, it's just like a call of duty. Right. You know what I mean? Like even if it's not the best one, it's still a call of duty. Yep. So yeah, definitely check it out if you're interested. It is certainly scratching my Forza itch. Yeah. Um, it's it can't even compare if, if, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but it's the best I got on PS4 right now. I've been really so. wanting to check out Forza on PC because it's on Game Pass. And I just haven't because I don't want to download yeah. it. But <laughs> So weirdly enough, I tried Forza Motorsport 7, which is also an older game. Yeah. Um, and I would not recommend it. I would recommend Forza Horizon 4. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, unless you're a track racing guy. In that case, do the other one. I like but, one. Um, yeah. Forza rides this beautiful line I'm for more me. More of a kart racing guy. Oh, <laughs> Mario Kart. Um, I am actually. Yeah. <laughs> Forza rides this beautiful line for me of like keeping the integrity and the beauty of the car intact and appreciating the performance mm-hmm. and the intricacies, but not crossing that line if I don't need to. Yeah. It's not too simmy. I'm not yeah. a racing sim guy. Yeah. At all. So Forza Horizon is right there. Yeah. And I even see stuff in Payback that's trying to emulate. Uh-huh. But it falls flat. Yeah. So nice. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's still not bad, especially for free. Like I said, need for speed, it's need for speed at the end of the day. Right. Um or just get one of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you were talking, you said about even the worst Call of Duty is, is a Call of Duty. And I'm not saying Cold War is going to be the worst Call of Duty by any means. But you want to talk about Cold War for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, we can. I'd like not to, but we can. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the biggest thing I'm noticing in the Cold War beta, and I, I'm playing it on PC or on PS4. I'm going to try to play it on PC as well um, this coming weekend. But the biggest thing I'm and these codes were provided by Activision while we're discussing this. So... Uh, the biggest thing I'm noticing, it just seems like the movement, we'll get to the guns and everything else in a minute, but it seems like the movement is not nearly as fluid as, as at least Modern Warfare, if not previous titles as well. Yeah. I feel like it just feels stilted yeah. comparatively. Yeah. I feel like that is more normal for that series. Yeah. But I think at this point, at least for me... I wonder if it's I've just gotten used to the way it is now. Right. And that's the reason I don't like it. Or if it actually is just significantly slower mm-hmm. because it does feel that way. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, man, I think you don't feel like Black Ops was always faster, though. Well, Black Ops 3. Yeah. That's the exception because Black Ops 3 was with the jetpacks right, and right. the wall running. Yeah. And that was its own thing. Yeah. And I enjoyed it when it lasted and it was supported for a long time. God bless it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think they got a big challenge in front of them, Ben. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest because since the beginning of these alphas, these betas, I have not heard a lot of positive comments from people that play these games a lot right and i just wonder if once again that's something that's echo chambered and it's you know gonna be completely different when it comes out sure but yeah i'm just i'm concerned with it i guess Mm -hmm. and i want to be excited and the promos make me more excited than actually playing it and yeah that that seems like a problem yeah so well not 
not for the promos, right? <laughs> but right. Um, for the game, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I'm very lukewarm on it, and I don't know. There's something about shooting in that game that doesn't feel as satisfying, and maybe it's the style of weapons. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. You got some of the basics. You got AKs. You mm-hmm. have M4 type weapons. You have MP5s. So the formula is definitely there. And I will say that actually, like how they expressed in the keynote or whatever you want to call it from Activision, yeah. the like satisfyingness of the weapons firing and the sounds and how it feels when you actually complete a kill, whatever. Right. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But everything else around it has been kind of meh. Yeah. So, well, I was down on Call of Duty for a few years and Modern Warfare really brought me back. And I think that was a great entry. So it's going to be a hard one to follow up, but I want it to succeed. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I've had nothing but lukewarm feelings since right the beginning at this point. So. I really want to like it, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I really want it to be the best it can be. I want it to be a success, and I want to enjoy it as much as Modern Warfare. But right. if multiple years of Call of Duty have come out, have shown me anything, it's that some of them just don't resonate. Yeah. yeah. You know? So. This might be that one. We'll see. Hopefully not. I'm going to be peeping it on PC this yeah. weekend. Yeah, let sure. us know. Um, I'm assuming it's probably cross-play. It is cross-play. Uh, and I'll be on PC this weekend too. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll be on PS4, but yeah, yeah, I could join up. So, cool. I'm hoping that playing it on P- PC for me changes it because I've been, I haven't. Oh been, shit! In, in fairness, I've been playing on PC for Modern Warfare the majority right. of the time I've played it. So maybe that's part of why it feels weird is because I'm back playing on console. Right. So once we see it on PC, I'll know a little better if it if it's because of that. And I'm hoping. I'm crossing my fingers. Let's get that FOV slider on there this weekend. I don't know mm. if it's on there, but it might be. For consoles. Yeah, I I, I didn't see it so. in the settings, but I wasn't looking for it either. I would be just as, you know, not surprised if it was or was not there, but I it'd be cool to try it out, I guess. Yeah, I so. mean, it's a, in my opinion, that's a game-changing feature. Yeah, really? For consoles. Yeah, so. like, yeah. I was trying to see it to make sure that my statement of all consoles was correct, but I wasn't easily able to search it, so... That's what I remember that tweet saying. But Ooh, That's amazing. All right. Well, that's it for this week's show. All right. So, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. One last quick plug. If you enjoyed the show, come talk to us about it on our Discord by going to handsomefandom.com slash Discord. You can hang out. Should be a good time. Indeed. Boys, thanks for joining me, as always. Thanks for yeah. having. And, uh, yeah, until next time. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom are fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Jared Cavaliero, Jason Canham, Michael J. Sutherland, and Shuttleworth.